Assalamu alaikum, greetings, welcome everyone. My name is Sakib, your host on the Hikmah Project podcast, and today we will be listening in on the first session of the Fasus with Dr. Hani, in which he goes over the introduction written by Sheikh Al Akbar ibn Arabi himself and in which he sets the scene. So the applications for the class are still open, you can join us. Recordings of previous classes are available. And uh, it was an absolute delight to be able to go back to the uh, Arabic and have some commentary and a live translation and a discussion around the nuances of the Arabic language and words that were being used, be able to critique contemporary translations in this session, he he didn't draw much on classical commentaries, such as that of Abdul Ghani Nabulsi or Kesri, but uh, God willing, in the future, um, I'm sure he will draw in other commentaries as we navigate through the uh, Fasus. So, in terms of updates, we have also started our Arabic course, and again, you can join that. We, we've just uh, essentially... Um, made a start and uh, we have the likes of um, Imam Khalid from Al-Azhar Cairo who's supporting students one-to-one with recitation and also Sheikh Bashir uh, from Darul Uloom in South Africa who will be supporting us with the grammar and creating resources um, so again that's a lovely exciting prospect in which we uh, learn the grammar and um, the morphology and then apply it to um, mystical texts such as the um, Wirt of Ibn Arabi, Praise of the Week um, and we get a commentary by Dr. Hani on that. Uh, there will be, God willing, some new courses for the new year but more details on that in due course. Um, we would love your support so do reach out and support us. We are trying to develop Uh, this platform and uh, any support is gratefully received. Uh, I would also suggest uh, becoming a member, a supporting member or a free member uh, at the very least just to keep up to date with uh, any new uh, announcements. So without further ado, here's the session with Dr. Hani on the Fasus. Uh, first, uh, I'd like to thank you all uh, for sharing and, and coming and sharing the love of Sheikh Arabi. Sheikh uh, Muhyiddin ibn Arabi, uh, as uh, Brother Thaqib said, when you begin reading or tasting and feeling and experiencing uh, the benefits, I can't say benefits, but um, the blessings of being uh, in contact in contact with Sheikh Muhammad ibn Arabi. This is uh, something uh, you cannot uh, explain it or express it, but it has to be felt. <coughs> uh, that's why Sheikh Muhammad said, uh, who has not tasted what I've tasted, it's forbidden for him or her to read our books. So it's a practical experience. Uh, it's a blessed experience that a person can accept, embrace, and witness uh, the divine in everything. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I have been in contact with Sheikh Muhyiddin and his readings and so on, I think since 1992, when I began uh, reading his small epistles, and uh, since then I have not stopped reading and uh, writing about Sheikh Muhyiddin. And the more I read, the more uh, I love him more, the more I want to read more, and and uh, so on. Alhamdulillah, and um, I finished my MA and my uh, thesis. Uh, on chapter 178 uh, on love knowing the station of love and alhamdulillah I published the thesis uh, love in the writings uh, in the teachings of Sheikh Muhammad ibn Arabi 
And as Ibn Arabi says and mentions in, in many places in his writings and his books, that love is the highest station. You enter and, uh, you enter and uh, to the divine through love. This is this is the highest, the highest station. Al Hub. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I've been teaching Islam. I taught uh, courses on Sufism. Uh, but my my major field is Sheikh Muhyiddin uh, Ibn Arabi specifically. So I'd like to thank you all for uh, joining, and uh, I hope we benefit from each other's knowledge and understandings and and openings. Thank you, Saqib. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. the book, the Basils of uh, Wisdoms, I consider it to be descend to the Futuhat al-Makkiyah. Futuhat al-Makkiyah, I think it's the magnum opus and the best, one of the best book which is written by Sheikh Muhammad ibn Arabi and one of the best books in Tasawuf. Like I tell my friends, subhanAllah, I need only the Quran, the books of Hadith and the Futuhat al-Makkiyah. After the Fahat al-Hikayah is the book Futus al-Hikam. It was one of the uh, latest books uh, that was was written by Sheikh Muhammadin uh, Ibn Arabi. And uh, its benefit, it does not only benefit Muslims, but it, as uh, Sheikh Muhammadin mentioned in the beginning of the introduction of the book, uh, the Prophet, he saw a vision of the Prophet Muhammad telling him, to uh, give this out to for people to benefit so it's not only for muslims but all humanity to understand that uh, is behind the diversity and variety of creation through the different theophanies and manifestations of the prophets which were sent to all humankind to point the oneness of God. So the mission of all prophets and messengers, which is to lead human beings in their realization that there is only one God, one divine entity. And this is mentioned in the introduction or muqaddimah of the Sheikh. Uh, in his book, so he begins by thanking God. This is Alhamdulillah. Munzil al ala kalim. He mentions here al hikam or wisdom, Fusus al hikam. Well, it's mentioned in the Quran. God says, Whoever is given wisdom has been given plentitude of of goodness and then he mentions where is the source of wisdom understanding is it rational or is it the heart so you can understand or you have a viewpoint through a rational think understanding but understanding or using al-aql the mind rational thinking has limits so he addresses the place where wisdom is uh, delivered is through the heart says, and then he says there is only one path the singularity of this path why because there is only one god one deity and the path reach god is single is one because all these prophets these messengers are merely manifestations of different divine wisdoms as portrayed in the forms of these prophets beginning with adam and ending with the Prophet Muhammad. This is the singularity of this Al-Umam, from uh, the 
ancient or old station. He is talking about here that it was God's will when God says uh, he usually references the hadith of the uh, people call it the hidden treasure, but actually there's no such a thing as hidden. Sheikh Muhyiddin never mentions in the Futuhat or his books that Kuntu Kanzan Makhfein I was a hidden treasure. Why? Because there is no such a thing. God is not hidden. He is more apparent to than appearance itself. That's what Kuntu Kanzan Lam Araf. I was a unknown treasure, and I loved to be known. Hence, I created creation for them to know me so creation is merely a mirror for God to contemplate himself through his manifestation in the form of creation his beautiful names and then he says he explains it more even if there's differentiation between uh, beliefs and different uh, nations they all point to the same thing or one thing la ilaha illallah there are there are no gods or deities but Allah or god himself so even sheikh muhibbin ibn abi elaborated on this even if you as a gnostic or the knower of god witness other religious beliefs or philosophies you witness that created all these philosophies to as a form of worshiping himself through these different manifestations okay like he says also for example if you see a hindu who is prostrating for example to cow worshiping a cow he sees it as god worshiping himself through this form okay because there is not no god or no, no deity in existence in earth is only Allah, only God. And for example, we can see this uh, in the Hindu religion, Brahma is the ultimate deity and the different uh, gods are merely different manifestations of or uh, avatars of, of Brahma and so on. And he explains why he began writing the Fuskus. He says, Amma ba'd, فإني رأيت رسول الله في مبشرة أريتها في عشر الآخر من المحرم. He says I saw the messenger of God in a vision which I saw at the last ten days of محرم. And he said سنة six hundred and twenty-seven in Damascus. And he saw the prophet holding. A book. The told him, "Hada kitabu fusus al hikam." This is the book of the bezels of wisdoms or the ringstones of wisdom. Excuse me. It says, "Khudhu, take it, wakhruj bihi ila nas, and take it out all people." He did not say to the Muslims or to the saints or the awliya, but take it out to all people. Yantafiun bi, so they benefit from it. فقلت, I said, السمع والطاعة, I obey and I hear and obey for God, لله ولرسوله, his messenger, وقول الأمر منا كما أمرنا. And then he said, الأمنية, I realized the, the, that wish, وأخلصت النية, and uh, I was sincere, truly sincere in bringing this book out, nothing for uh, self-benefit, but to benefit people as the Prophet Muhammad intended it to be. وَجَرَّتُ الْقَصْدَ وَالْهِمَّةِ إِلَىٰ إِبْرَازِ هَذَا الْكِتَابِ And this is very important. كَمَا حَدَّهُ لِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ كَمَا حَدَّهُ As the Prophet Muhammad uh, outlined it to me. So this book, you can say it was uh, framed and within uh, it was intended to be as as the Sheikh Muhyiddin Arabi revealed or uh, explained in it everything that 
in it was intended to be revealed by the Prophet Muhammad. That's why he said, "Kama haddahu li Rasulullah sallallahu without adding something over it, wala nuqsan or missing or leaving out. So it's exactly as the Prophet Muhammad gave it to me and told me to reveal. And then he said, "Wasa I asked God and yajalani fihi wa fi jami'i ahwali. I asked God in writing this book and in all of my states, min ibadi from his servants. Servanthood is the highest state of knowing and worshiping God, being God's servant. That's why some when people say we are the slaves of God, sometimes they translate abd as slave. And I disagree with this translation because I think it, it carries uh, negative connotations or, or meanings because someone might be bound as a slave who wants to be set free. But in this, we uh, servants of God, as the servant of God, serving God, and we are the soldiers of God. As God says in the Quran, وَمَا يَعْلَمْ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّهُ And no one knows the soldiers or servants of God except himself. So he asked God to make him and all of his states from his uh, servants that Satan or the devil or the misguider does not have any power over them. So he wants, uh, is asking God to protect and preserve this book uh, and all of the, his, his writings to be preserved. The Satan or the misguider or any misguidance should be attached to uh, uh, this book. And to uh, give me special uh, privileges in everything that has been written by my fingers or said with my tongue or uh, inside uh, my my heart and then he asked so Ibn Sheikh Muhyiddin Ibn Arabi he says and mentions the Futuhat and other books that everything that he writes is only written through divine inspiration and not something coming out of his intellect or rational thinking or thought. Uh, divine inspiration, the heart, that's why he says, Ilqa means thrown inside his heart. Uh, or something that is blown into his spirit supported with uh, holding to the Sharia holding the Quran and to the Sunnah referencing the uh, uh, the verse the Quranic verse so holding to the Sharia, and this is, I keep stressing about this, that Sheikh Muhyiddin ibn Arabi, some people accuse his Sufism of being a philosophical Sufism. Sheikh Muhyiddin never, his Sufism is never philosophical, and he criticized and critiqued philosophy, and he said, uh, philosophy, yes, might have benefit, some benefit, because said the rational thinking has boundaries and limits that's why it's called in arabic al-aql aql comes from the word to tie tie something but the heart is open is limitless okay that's why he says uh he writes is divinely inspired and that's why when you read his book al-futuhat al-makiyah it's dispersed it appears to be haphazardly organized, but actually every letter and every sentence and every chapter is divinely inspired according to what is received through his heart. That's why he says after that, That's why so I could be an interpreter. 
not someone who is uh, supervised or someone who is in power or authority. I'm not doing on my own accord or what I understand, but I am merely interpreting what I receive from God through the divine inspiration. I write it exactly as I received it. That's why I said, I'm merely an interpreter, not someone who is has power or authority over, over this. So, when someone who's reading this book, التحقق here is realization or verification, as uh, Michael says, uh, uh, and, and James Morris write, تحقق is verification. I, uh, I prefer to use realization, to realize everyone who reads this book, to understand and realize, and then he described them from the people of the divine uh, divine heart people, those hearts who are being preserved and attached to the divine presence of God, that this book, that this book came out from the station of uh, sacrality, uh, it's purely sanctified, and does not have anything to do with uh, self uh, benefits or reasons that anyone can uh, misguide uh, people. That's why when he writes, for example, explaining something in the Futuhat, and then he says, and understand. So if someone comes, with an open heart and asks God, for example, I don't ex understand this meaning, and ask God to explain it to him or to her. Like, for example, in the Quran, God says, and God Himself will teach you. Be pious, God will teach you. God will explain it to you. This is how people. Ahlullah, Ashab al understand. This is how the people of their hearts, who, which are attached to the divine presence, attached to God, if they ask Him, Oh, please, uh, God, can you explain this to me? I don't understand. Even though some people who understand and read the books of Narabi or hear what's being said, they say, Oh, this is very beautiful. I feel relaxed and I, and I feel serenity. Even though I don't understand the meanings of these words, there is a, a, a feeling and a, and a spiritual experience of serenity and satisfaction when you hear. Like, and also there is the opposite. If someone who has taken this and has other uh, intentions, other besides than God, and besides benefit, benefiting people in reaching and witnessing God, other than that, it will appear. That's why the Prophet Muhammad, he said, Actions are the according to your intention. So, every intention must be rectified and corrected to be in accordance with what God and his Prophet wanted. This is the, the, the golden rule of the saints and the Gnostics, or the Arif, or the Arifun Billah. Their intention and thing they do to be in accordance with the will of God and His Prophet Muhammad. And this is what And I hope that Allah, one of the names of uh, of God, is Al Haq, the real Al Haq Taala. Lama sami when God heard my dua uh, or supplication. Answered my call, which he uh, spoke in the previous and asked in the previous paragraph. And then he said, Whatever ha which has been placed in my heart, anything that has been sent to me or given to me is delivered exactly as it is. 
ولا أنزل في هذا المستور nothing came or presented or appeared in this book إلا ما ينزل به عليه only what has been uh, delivered or inspired to me directly and then he said some people say okay if he's claiming that he receives divine inspiration he said I'm not a prophet and many scholars and even Sheikh Muhyiddin ibn Arabi human beings and even insects receive divine inspiration from God like the bees Surah Al-Nahl so God gave divine inspiration to the bees. He gave divine inspiration to the mother of Moses. So in the Quran, God says if bees, insects, and human beings can receive divine inspiration, can't the uh, saints or the awliya or the Gnostics of God or the Arifullah receive inspiration. Yes, they receive divine inspiration and the Prophet Muhammad explained it. Okay. There's Lammat Malik and Lammat Shaitan. Okay. And then he says, I'm not a prophet or a manger. So some people accuse Ibn Arabi when he when he says the era to they said, oh, Sheikh Muhyiddin Arabi, he's saying that the uh, saints are higher than the prophets. He's not saying that at all. He's saying that messengers, being messengers, they had to be prophets. So God chose from the prophets messengers. So the circle of messengers is smaller or limited the wider circle of the prophets like for example in islam they believe there are 124 prophets and god chose from these 124,000 prophets he chose 315 messengers and from the 350 messengers he chose the five residue messengers beginning from noah abraham Moses, Jesus, and the Prophet Muhammad. So the narrower circle is the circle of the five residue messengers. Wider circle is the rest of the 315. The wide circle, the circle of the prophets. Also, all prophets were chosen because they were awliyaullah, they were saints before becoming prophets, receiving their prophethood. So the wider circle is the circle of wilaya, the circle of sainthood. It's wider than the circle of prophets, the number of prophets is smaller, and the circle, the, the, the era al-risala, more smaller. Is, the, is this uh, understood? Yes. The era, the circle of prophethood, is wider than the circle of prophethood. So all all prophets are saints. All prophets are awliya, but not all awliya are prophets. All messengers are prophets, but not all prophets are messengers. Okay, Sidi, uh, may I ask a question? Yes, Sidi, what is the difference between the word warith and hadith? Wareth and Harith, okay. Wareth means an inheritor of the wisdom of prophets. You can inherit a wisdom or a hal of the prophets. And this is mentioned in uh, in Surah Al Imran, okay. Harith uh, uh, means a reaper, a reaper. So, but I inherited this wisdom from the prophets, or the prophet Muhammad, and I hope to reap the reward in my afterlife. Warith and Harith. And Sidi, uh, just yeah. last question is in the beginning, he uses this term, um, uh, he uses the term of. 
most ancient station? Al-Azal. This is this is means Al-Azal. In God's primary intention, be known, wanted to be known. So all of this is in the prime source, the intention of God, His will, His irada, His Mashiach to create different paths in reaching and understanding God. That's why. In, in the Quran also God says and if he wanted, he would have made you under one nation but he w- wanted it and he wills it and he, in such a way to be variety and various people okay if he wanted it he would have made you under one nation that's why Sheikh Muhammad Arabi he says the paths to God are numerous as the number of human beings the paths leading to god are numerous number of uh, human beings or creation so each individual has his or her own path in understanding god what god is and in reaching god okay there are different paths and these were created by God if he willed it and wanted it he would have made it to just only one path and I'm talking about the real the self-realization of God I'm not talking about the Sharia or a specific religious uh, philosophy or a specific religious way that's why Shaykh Muhammad Arabi he, he, he does not discuss this and many people understood him he's not saying that all religions lead to one thing no he's talking about the foundation and the primary uh, initiation of all these religions and paths were initiated by god why one god only allah okay but reaching this realization is only through by following the prophet muhammad and he, he mentions this in uh, in the fusus and and he mentions it numerously in the Futuhat al-Makkah by following the religion of Islam by following the Prophet Muhammad you a person can attain this self-realization and witnessing that everything is merely a manifestation of the one uh, okay uh, Saqib yes thank you Sidi thank you and then he says this is beautiful. He says, So when you read this book, who is reciting? Is it Ibn Arabi? Or is it the Prophet? Or is it Hani? Or is it Saqib? Or is it Noor? Or who is it? He says, No, listen and hear it from Allah directly. He said, Take it from Allah. That's why Imam Jafar al-Sadiq, he said, I reached a stage when I recited the Quran, I reached a stage I only heard it from Allah directly. So when you read the Quran, you read as if God is addressing you directly. So similarly, it's not only Quran, it's everything. So even in this book, hear it from Allah directly. Do not place a veil between you and Him. So from listen to this from God directly. وَإِلَى اللَّهِ فَرْجُعُ And to him return back again. وَإِلَى اللَّهِ فَرْجُعُ Witnessing unity, witnessing oneness, and leaving duality and diversity. فَإِذَا مَا سَمِعْتُمْ So you hear, if you hear, so some people can, can hear what's being said, but did they understood what's being said? That's why it's فَإِذَا مَا سَمِعْتُمْ so, when you listen did you hear <laughs> so there is listening so everyone can listen but everyone here did everyone understand that's why the one of the names of god is al samia he is the all hearing everyone listens, but not everyone hears similarly like everyone looks but not everyone sees so when you hear or yes so sorry to interrupt just this translation, 
is in the past and from God he heard and to God he returned but is is a hadir it's not yes yes he's still he's addressing he's you the reader. so he he yes telling the reader so hear it from Allah and from God he heard no no this is a mis misinterpretation yeah no he's, he's, it's like fi'l amr is a commandment or an order so hear it from God okay and to God return return back to God so if you if you heard if you listen when you listen and heard ما أتيت به what I brought you يا حبيبي شفت شيخ محمدين يا نور if you heard what I brought you فإذا ما سمعتم ما أتيت به what I brought you فعو understand so he 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 he's a messenger here He's a messenger of the messenger of God. Who are Rasul Rasulullah, Sheikh Muhyiddin. Ma ataytu bihi fa'u. Thumma bilfahmi fasilu. Thumma bilfahm and then from this understanding, fasilu, connect. Connect. That's why it's called the salah. Salah, connection. You are making a connection with God. So if Salah is fruitful, when you pray, you enter this connection with God. You are making a connection. Okay. So if, when you understand or understood what I said, make a connection. Connect the uh, statements that have been said and collectively understand it wholly and collectively as if he's addressing and yeah, people who are explaining it he says so munu is you uh, give it to people and say that i gave it to you those who seek this knowledge and do not say for uh, do not forbid them from understanding so this is a form of divine mercy that has encompassed you so uh, open it up with others and share it with others ومن الله very very beautiful ومن الله أرجو and I only anticipate from God أن أكون ممن أيدا I only anticipate from God and asking that I to be amongst those who were given support أيد فتأيد is given support he is established or founded and also supported others. Such action. The Prophet Muhammad gave it to Sidi Muhyiddin. Sidi Muhyiddin gave it to his students, and his students gave to their students, so everyone can benefit, benefit others. And this is a form of mercy. And then he returned back to the Sharia, and he said, وَقُيِّدَ And he is tied. Tied. The Shara al Muhammadi, the Sharia al Muhammadiyya, the straight path. The Shara Sayyidina Muhammad, he is the straight path in the Fatha. The straight path is the Prophet Muhammad. Surah Ud, Allah says to the Prophet, to the Prophet, he said, and this is my straight path. So follow it. And do not follow other paths. It will take you away from the path of God. 
because the Prophet Muhammad is the complete and perfect manifestation of the divine names and attributes. There is no finer or higher manifestation than the Prophet Muhammad. That's why Sheikh Muhyiddin ibn Arabi always stresses on the Sharia, the Quran and the Sunnah. Sidi. Uh, so sorry, just a quick question, if I may. Yeah. The in the Arabic it says Bishar al Muhammadi al Mutahhir. Sanctified, yes. Yes, but the, the word Ashar Bishar al Bishar al Muhammadi. Yes. The, he doesn't say Adin al Muhammadi. Where the translation says uh, so that he helps by the purified Muhammadan religion, but to yes. me this this of my understanding there's um. That's one perspective to say purified Muhammad yeah. religion, but to say Shar al Muhammadi is yes. is to me echoing what you said earlier on that the Sharia al Muhammadi is the yes. way uh, of um, following, uh, you know, th th this teaching of what is being presented. Yani, it is not exactly. just the purified Deen, which is you know, no, no. Just this it, is it, that's why I say he uses the word Shar. Misguide, like he says here. First of all, Shara is not religion. Religion is yeah. Deen. Is Deen exactly? Shara is path. Path. Okay. Path. Because Shara in Arabic is path. Yeah. That's why there's a difference. Ashara is the Prophet Muhammad. Mm. Ashara. Is the path or the divine law? Al Musharri' is Allah. Okay, so that's why he mentions, for example, Al Shar is the Prophet Muhammad, who is Shar'ah. Okay, he's the one who explains the path, explains the Shar'ah to be followed. That's why he calls it sanctified. He started with Shar'i al-Muhammadi al-Mutahhar So he becomes entangled and tied this Shar'i al-Muhammadi and tied others with it. Right. So I don't tell you to do something after the Shar'i al-Muhammadiyya. Okay. So I became tied to it. Tie others. To it, okay. Mm. And bring this on the day of judgment with the Prophet Muhammad. Who doesn't want to be with the Prophet Muhammad in this life or the afterlife or the barzakh? Who else do you want to be with? That's why Sheikh Abu Abbas Al Morsi, the Khalifa of Sheikh Abul Hassan Al Shadli. He says, لو غاب عني رسول الله طرفة عين ما عدت نفسي من المسلمين. If the Prophet Muhammad is gone, I cannot see him or feel or I'm with his presence less than a blink of an eye. I do not consider myself to be a Muslim. Who said that, Sidi? Abul Abbas Al Mursi. It's a very well known saying. He says, لو غاب عني رسول الله طرفة عين so this is Sheikh Muhyiddin ibn Arabi. Those who accuse him, even Sheikh Muhyiddin, man ramiya zana shara, and the word shara here, tarfat aini faqat kafir. Whoever throws the scale of shara or sharia madia, tarfat a blink of an eye, he becomes unthankful or ungrateful. You understand? So he's stressing always on the Sharia. Okay. As, as he made us part of his Ummah. Okay. God chose us to be part of his Ummah. We did not choose to be part, but we were chosen to be part of his Ummah. As he chose us, please make us uh, attached to him in the afterlife, in every part of our life. And then he began فأول ما ألقاه الملك على العبد من ذلك. So the first thing that was given to me 
uh, on my heart. Uh, the first is fast hikmah, so then he began explaining the first manifestation of the divine wisdom as a theophany in the appearance of the prophet Adam. Uh, before uh, I, I, I begin, and I, I was speaking with uh, a student yesterday, Sidi uh, Ahmad al-Badawi of my first sheikh, uh, he has a salah known as Salah al-Shajariyah. A very famous salah on the Prophet Muhammad. In this salah, he explains, he said, All prophets, the 124,000 prophets, okay, are under the banner, So they are from him and to him. So what does the great Qutb Sidi Ahmad al-Badu is trying to say here? that when you read the stories about the different prophets and messengers similarly when you read about them in the fosus al they have different names they have different appearances and were sent in different times but in reality they are all one this is known as al-haqiq al-muhammadiyah the muhammadian reality so they might appear and people differentiate between them adam sheath or noah or moses or jesus or abraham or joseph or whatever in their reality they are the prophet muhammad appearing in in these different forms so it's just one wisdom one reality one divine reality appearing in these multiplicity of different prophets that's why he says, I am an inheritor of these prophets. So, for example, <clears throat> the Shiuk or the saints, they say this is uh, Wali Muhammadi, this is uh, Wali Ibrahimi or Musawi ala qadam Musawi. This means that this saint is an inheritor of the characteristics of Moses through the Prophet Muhammad. As an example, uh, yes, yes, CD. Um, it was uh, on the last sentence. Uh, here in that particular case, Al Malik, who does it refer to? Does it refer to, to Allah or to some to maybe the Prophet Muhammad or? to uh, the angel he calls it Malak al-ilham the angel of inspiration yes so he's giving all this uh, divine inspirations through and uh, the angel of inspirations and sometimes he refers it to God directly because some saints or awliya they receive the divine inspiration directly from God or from the angel why Imam al-Ghazali he made a differentiation between how to identify Lammat al-Malik if it's an inspiration from God direct or an inspiration from an angel and and so on so you can differentiate between them. so it's an angel he, it's not uh, the king yes because also one of the names of God is al-Malik uh, al he's Malik and Malik he's the king Malik is owner and Malik is king okay so, but usually Sheikh Muhyiddin he refers to the angel of uh, inspiration. Okay. Uh, so, so these prophets and messengers they appear as uh, Moses or Jesus or Noah or Abraham, but in reality, it's the Prophet Muhammad appearing in their forms. So they all contain part of the Sharia al-Muhammadi live to uh, their uh, nations in their times. But the Sharia al-Muhammadi encompasses all this in the Sharia al-Muhammadi. That's why in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah says, Al-Yawm Akmaltu. 
لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم متي ورضيت لكم الإسلام Today I have completed your religion in the form of the Muhammadian Sharia That's why the Sharia al-Muhammadiyya abrogates everything before it Everything before it is abrogated through the appearance of the Prophet Muhammad That's why he says in a hadith he says Ulama ummati the scholars of my ummah or my nation as the prophets of the children of Israel, the Israelite prophets. Why? The scholars of the uh, Ummah al-Muhammadiyya or who follow the Prophet Muhammad do not bring a sharia, but rather they uh, explain and decipher the sharia of the Prophet Muhammad. They bring with something else, something new, but rather they explain it. Similar to the prophets of the Israelites that did not bring a new Sharia after the Sharia of Moses, but rather they were interpreting it and explaining it more. Okay. Okay, Saqib. Alhamdulillah, Sidi. But I'd like to thank you so much, Sidi, for your time. I really enjoyed that session. And... Uh, Alhamdulillah, it, it was so nourishing to read it from the Arabic directly with your translation and commentary, the nuances of the language and how we can even critique a translation and, and, and go in more depth. It was very, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, thank you so much. Thank you is not the word actually. It's Amen. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You know, you know, Sidi, what station she's on. You know, Ibn Arabi talks about shukr and then that, uh, <laughs> leaving, abandoning shukr. She's on the station yes. of abandoning shukr. I, please, Saki, but so just grateful. Very, very grateful. As Sheikh Muhadiyah says, like, for example, Tark al-Shukr uh, or Tark al-Istighfar, al leaving a station, when you realize it is not you who is thankful, but it's you, Allah who is the thankful, doing the thankful. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Alhamdulillah.